got to be careful what you say. You have to be careful what you listen to. I think everybody understands this like on a base level. But in the same way, this is the Nothing Important podcast. Everything's not that important. It's not that fucking important. We have a limited amount of time in this physical reality on this planet that we call Earth. You should be in the moment. You shouldn't stress in the same way that that is true. What I just mentioned, being careful what you say and being careful what you listen to. That is more important than people understand as well as it being not important. Does that fucking make sense? Does it make sense? Don't take it too seriously, but take it very fucking serious. I think what people don't recognize, especially when you you talk about what you are saying, you know, what, what you are telling people, what you are encouraging, it's like, it's a different delivery method. If you put poison in somebody's drink, they're the only ones drinking it. But if you speak in poison on somebody, it's coming out of your mouth. You got to taste some of that too. It will stay in your system, you know? People got to proceed with caution. They got to be aware of what they're doing. Um, what am I talking about, ladies and gentlemen? What the fuck? What, 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 what is this all about? You know? Zoom out. Crisis time. No, man. It's incredible. I think consciousness is... It, it's not even a thought. It's like what I, I'm, I'm experiencing. It's what I know. As I get older, I come closer to that understanding, to that knowledge. Um, and the knowledge is, is that it's fleeting. It is fleeting. We have vision. We have physical vision. We have retinas. We have pupils. Um, we have eyeballs that allow us to perceive the physical reality around us to uh, delineate between colors and contrast in the physical world in a visual sense. So when we open our eyelids and look around and pan around a room, you can see textures, you can see dimensions, you can see depth, you can see shadows, you can see colors contrasting with other colors. You know, you can see movement, you can see light bouncing off of things. And consciousness is very much like that. In the same way that your eyeballs are stuck in your fucking head, there are limitations. There's confines around that sense of being able to open your eyelids. Every time you blink, maybe you're not aware of it. You're not really microscopically present in that moment when your eyelids shut for a moment. They just shut and it's just a blink. It's a millisecond. But that is a, a loss of vision momentarily. Even, you know, how you look around the room. The, the amount of information, visual information that your brain is taking in at such a rapid pace. It's like you hear those, those stories with somebody goes to like a hypnotist. And the hypnotist can put them in some type of trance to, I guess, access their subconscious and allow them to remember Everything that they took in visually for like the last week, 
meaning if you walk around as an average individual and you go to the bank and you leave the bank, you go back to your car and you turn your car on, you probably saw some trees, you saw some sidewalk, you saw the bad bitch that was walking past you. You go to the hypnotist and they have some way to put you in a state where you can subconsciously access every detail and have true photographic memory and recant it like your, your brain is a, a recording of what you saw. And so people will be able to like recant license plates and all these other things, you know? Consciousness is very much like that. It is very much like that. It's fleeting and there's degrees to it and you can get yourself in a state of being where you are at a heightened level of awareness and also understanding that that is a place that you're going to be momentarily and in the same way your eyes will blink, in the same way you'll go on autopilot, like when you're going to the bank and you're picking up money and you go back into your car or you're you know, brushing your teeth, these are not moments necessarily where you're taking in all the visual information. You are, but you're not conscious of what you're experiencing around you from a visual sense. Same way consciousness works. It's the same way consciousness works. The, the, your level of awareness, you need to tune into that. And pay attention to that. I feel like there's this, this fight. Um, I say f the word feel, but that's not what I'm trying to say. That's not what I'm trying to express. I understand that there is this fight as a human being where there are these contrasting, very opposing methods of interpreting what's going on. Our senses, our emotions, our logical brain, chemical reactions, instincts, intuitions, all of these things are very different systems that work, I don't want to say cohesively, because that's not necessarily true, but they all work in our body at different points of our day and as we interact with different stimulus in the outside world. And there's this tug of war on a constant basis, whether you're aware of it or you're not, where you're constantly throughout your day falling in and out of awareness, falling in and out of a logical brain versus an emotional brain, being reactive, being triggered versus being conscious of what you are doing, what you are saying, what you are observing, what you are accepting. And it's a very interesting thing because one could argue that you should be in a state of heightened consciousness 100% of your day, but that's also not, firstly, it's not possible. It's not practical. It isn't, you know, the, the, whatever makes us what we are, the unrealized intelligence of evolution or biology that has culminated the human man, human woman, into what we are in 2023 is smarter than our logic. It understands in the same way where we need to be practical and we need to be logical and we need to be aware and we need to be conscious. It is also just as important to be reactive. It's just important to have fight or flight. It's just as important to have emotions, to process and sense our reality from that scope is just as important. And it really is about balance. It really is about balance, maturity, and mastery of oneself. I think 
there are words that have negative connotations to them because maybe the language that's spoken, English, or the way that the, the context in which the word is used, one of them being manipulation. But manipulation from just a pure analyzation of his def definition is not a negative word. What it means is to uh, change the circumstance or uh, set up things in such a way to have a favorable or predicted outcome. That's what manipulation is. And I think in mastery of oneself, it's not so much that we need to be in a state of heightened consciousness 100% of the time. It's not in this, uh, that we need to be vulnerable. We need to be emotional. We need to be childlike. All of these things have their purposes and their places. It's understanding through going through the experiences of life, the importance of using these universal qualities or doorways in which we can relate to and observe the external world in favorable uh, sequencing so that we can have the outcomes that we want in our life, whether that be success, health, balance, you know? Think about that. It's like you don't want to tell somebody who's in the midst of performing or in the midst of a sports event or, uh, you know what I'm saying? Something that requires less of the conscious brain, something that requires more of a flow based mindset. You don't want to tell them to be logical and super observing. And you know what I'm saying? Have a have a hawk's eye in that moment. You know? You don't want to tell somebody who is in, in a different situation, somebody who's like a fucking neurosurgeon to, you know, zone out and daydream. You, you get what I'm fucking saying? There's favorable times. And all of these situations call for a certain mindset, state of being. And uh, I think mastery of oneself is really observing and studying the self. Everybody is different. We all have all these qualities. We all have these ways to receive and analyze the world around us, but everybody has them to different degrees. So study and you know, understand oneself. What are your triggers? What puts you in different states of being? How can you hack that? How can you manipulate yourself to put yourself in a favorable state of mind for whatever the task at hand is? You know, when you're with your child or when you're with your loved ones, how can you turn off the overanalyzation of the world, the defense mechanisms and be vulnerable? When you are ready for fucking war, and I mean that in a figurative sense, or if anybody is in the army listening to me, you, you understand what the fuck I'm saying? You got to get into that state of mind. How can you get yourself where you're pressing the buttons, where you're in control? <clears throat> This is what happens, ladies and gentlemen, when you're taking a shit and the book that you have in the bathroom is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. You start thinking about shit like this. You start thinking about shit like this, and that's not bad. I'm grateful for it. I think about what state of mind I'm in when I'm doing the podcast. This is all freestyle. What I like to do is take all the things that I subconsciously sponge around me on a day-to-day -day basis. We all do it. I'd like to think that I have a interesting, an, an interesting ability to 
squeeze out that sponge at the end of the day, randomly tie things together and make associations, speculate about different things and, you know, make it somewhat cohesive, as cohesive as it can be as a crazy person is ranting to their iPhone. And the state of mind that I'm in when I do this is more of a lack of consciousness. It is more of a flow-based mindset. It is more of a absence of, if I had to use like a parallel to draw, metaphor, so to speak, I'm being driven around right now. Whereas in other parts of my day, and I'm more in a, a task completion state of mind or goal-oriented state of mind, then I have to get into the driver's seat. Right now, I'm being driven. I'm letting whatever information that I've absorbed without judgment, without overanalyzation, just spill out. And it's very healthy, and I think people should find um, outlets to be able to do that. We call that creativity, arts, music, you know, all those things are, are, are outlets for human beings to do that. But like I said previously, there's always a favorable state of mind for whatever the task at hand is. And it's just being in the, in the driver's seat when you're supposed to and getting out the fucking way when you, you got to get out the fucking way. Isn't that the bane of the existence of so many people that don't know how to get out of their own fucking way? Don't know how to get out. You know what I don't want to be? I don't want to be the guy who needs the glory. I don't want to be the guy who needs to be right, who needs everybody to know he was right. I don't want to be that human being. I don't want to be that human being. When we go back to that word that typically has a negative connotation, but by definition just means what it means, manipulation, I want to be the guy who can manipulate himself, manipulate his circumstances, manipulate the observable tendencies, the trigger points, the things that are natural and nurture produced in my being as a 30-year-old man to create favorable outcome in my life so that my external world starts to represent the ideals I have in my imagination, what I want to see my life to be. I don't care for acknowledgement. I don't care for people to think whatever the fuck they're going to think about me. It's just not what I care about. It's not where my focus is, not where I place my consciousness. My subconscious doesn't give a fuck either. Doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> I think a lot of people would find more happiness if they recognize that. Like, what exactly are you getting after? Some people, that is very important to them. They want to be the guy who has the trophy. They want to be the guy who is told you were right. They want to be the guy who is acknowledged. That does not matter to me at all. It means nothing to me, actually. It really doesn't. It really does not. Um, I'm more about experience. I am more about experience. And I've recognized this because I've, I've fallen down the trap that everybody's fallen down. Collectively, as a species, we are interacting. Our primate asses are interacting with technology that has never before seen where we can access information and go on two-dimensional platforms, social media sites, and post favorable shadows and aspects of the self, overinflating our egos, lying to people, lying to ourselves, getting further down the rabbit hole of some type of self-delusion and losing images of what we actually are and a habit that forms from this when you're on a Facebook, Instagram, different social media site is that you start to not be able to experience reality 
without videotaping it and posting that shit. If I don't post it, if I don't have every friend that I have on social media looking at what I'm doing, it doesn't feel real to me. And I fell down that rabbit hole and what it taught me about myself is that that is not important to me. That is not important to me. I'm more about the person to life experience, not through the lens or the filter of a cell phone, of a video, of a social media platform. I like myself to interact with the experience that is at hand. And so I don't need acknowledgement. I don't need people to tell me I was right. I want to change my life around where as I'm mastering myself, once again, from the studied, observable qualities and habits I developed from nature or nurture, whatever the fuck made me what I am, and hack those things and manipulate those things for the most favorable outcome. I think a lot more people are like that than they even realize. Um, yeah, that, that's what's on my motherfucking brain, bitch. Why did I call you a bitch? Why? Um... Is that my subconscious genius? Is there something in my subconscious that believes that you're a bitch? Is that why I called you a bitch? Do you take it personal? That you, you got to recognize, just to pop you out of the, the zone of listening to my voice, you might be in your car, you might have headphones on right now, you might have me on speaker while you're washing your dishes. Maybe you have me on the background playing very loud and you got your laptop in the corner. And so you only hear me faintly because you're, you're watching Pornhub and you're whacking your dick. You just wanted to play a podcast so that people didn't know you were whacking the fuck out of your dick. I don't know what's going on right now. But just to pop you out of that me to you experience that's happening right now, break the third wall down, get out the fucking box. There are more than one person, more than one people listening to this. And so, you know, we're a group. It's a big group of us. We're all bound together in some not completely observable way because you're listening to nothing important podcast, you know? And um, isn't that interesting? That's interesting to think about, right? I think we're all very similar. I think we're more similar than you think. I think when, you know, I wonder why there are words that can be put together in a certain sentence that move 10,000 people that touch 10,000 people in a similar emotional way. We call that like a universal quality, a universal something, X factor that would inspire or emotionally arouse or entertain a lot of a large group of people. What what is that? What is that? I believe that is just sometimes we can express how similar we all are to each other. You know what I mean? It's like you, you. Maybe a person does not have the ability to express. And I, I, we all do this. There are ways that I'm limited in my physical reality. But from a conscious standpoint, I can listen to a song from an artist who I don't have their voice or I don't have their, their talent. I don't have their, that thought that created that song. But that song is mine as much as it is theirs. It touches me, it is as real to me as it is to them. It's as much my experience as it is theirs and the other 10,000 people, million people that listen to it. What is that? It's evidence that people are a lot more similar than they are different. 
And, um, you know, I find that interesting. You even think about from like, uh, uh, switching it to thinking like a more physical thing, like race is so funny to me. Do people who are racist ever fall out of that box, that framework of thinking and think to themselves, if I was just born into a different body, if I was born into a different culture or a different race, how different would I be as a human being? That should inform somebody. If the, if there's a guy who is racist, or there's a white man, white woman, there's a black man, black woman who is racist, who hates another person because of their culture, because of their ethnicity, because of their race. And if they consider that they will be a completely different human being if they had been born a different race than they were, that should immediately inform them that that means that right now they're not who they actually are. It's just a character. Because it's, it's as fickle as if you look different, you would act different. People don't know who they are. I think if people knew who they are outside of the, the box of I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm tall, I'm short, I'm big, I'm little, I'm strong, I'm weak, I'm smart, I'm stupid, I'm brown, I'm beige. If you released all of those identifications... I think people would realize how similar they are to everybody around them. <laughs> but we live in a lot of suffering on this planet because human beings have not reached that level of consciousness yet. We've not reached that level of understanding that most of the pain and division that goes on, that comes from primal association or identification to Things that are visual. I'm, I'm, I'm a man. My skin looks like this. My hair looks like this. But we're also human beings that are smart enough to, to have hypotheticals and consider, what if I was a woman? What if I didn't look like this? What if I was born in Cambodia? Would I be different? And if I would be that vastly different, then maybe I don't know who the fuck I actually am. I like to think I'm something completely separate than what my physical reality is or my experiences, my nature, who I am. You know, it's something that it's, it's an elevated observation that I have since I've had a child because kids come out with a whole fucking personality. My daughter didn't have no reference point to be acting the way that she act as she came out of the fucking twat. Like it was just like immediately she had a whole fucking personality. And that observation shows me there is a nature there is something, there's a spirit, there's a soul, there's a person there that is not even capable to observe their own physical characteristics and the things that make them how they will be uh, perceived in the physical world by others. That consciousness is not even there yet. They're a baby. And yet and still they have their own way of being. That means there's something that is there that is not a skin color or a person uh, or excuse me, a, a, a sex or a race. There's something else that's there. I think if people could figure out what that is inside them, they would realize people are really not that different from each other. Interesting. I think so. What do you fucking think? Ladies and gentlemen, I think I'm, I'm going to cut that short. This is um, Post Shit Diaries. There's, there's certain tasks, and this is a little life hack. We talked today a lot about consciousness. We talked about slipping in and out of consciousness. We talked about different states of mind being favorable for the task at hand.
If you are looking to have an expanded thought, if you are looking to get down a creative rabbit hole of your own, firstly, don't approach it with a sense of a lack of confidence. Believe in yourself. Understand you can have a streamline and tap into the the ocean of collective consciousness. You can do it. I do it. You could do it. Put yourself in a favorable position. Wait till you got to take a shit. Wait till you got to take a shit. Hold the shit for a little while. Walk around in a panic. Go take the shit. The second you release yourself from that burden, euphoria. And with that euphoria, epiphany. And then go record yourself talking. And when you sound like a fucking retard, realize that's why you tune into the Nothing Important Podcast because I'm good at this. If you are continuing listening to the Nothing Important Podcast, firstly, I want to thank you. Continue listening. Do me a favor. Go on to Instagram. Like the post, like the reels. Until next time.